0: Why partnership means 50-50. We're going to be looking at a fascinating piece of Gemara, a meymra of Shmuel, uh, something that Shmuel says in the Gemara, which uh, gives us some new ways of looking at partnership and understanding the the essence of partnership as the Torah understands it. Uh, What Shmuel tells us at the bottom of Tzadigimelam with Aleph is that Schneimshei T le neve Zemane ma time. Two partners invest in a deal. One invests 100 and one invests 200. Hasza: the profit is shared 50/50. So already, that's a very strange strange piece of Gomorrah and goes against our normal assumptions. And when you see a Gomorrah that goes against your normal assumptions, you know that you have a matmon. You know you have something that's worth uh, unraveling and unpacking and understanding. Two partners, two unequal partners. One puts in twice as much as the other. The profits are shared, shared 50-50. Omar Rabba, Rabba says, <laughs> says Rabbo, explaining Shmuel, Shmuel's din, this law of Shmuel makes sense in the case of an ox which is used for plowing. Then, then I understand, says Rabbo, that we should split 50-50, even if the investments are not equal. But if it's a plowing horse, uh, a plowing uh, ox that is then, we decide to shecht it, and certainly, if it was originally intended for, for, the, for the butcher, then zeno telefi maotav, zeno maotav. Then each one gets according to their investment. So we are really seeing a, a subtle distinction in different types of investment. Uh, and the model used is the, the ox that is used for plowing versus the ox that is used for, for meat. And we'll see what the, what the differences are explains Rashi they bought an ox for plowing and they they use it for plowing And even though the one put in 200 and the only and the other only put 100, were it not for the 100 that the junior partner put in there wouldn't be a business. You couldn't buy an, you can't buy an ox for 200. So the man who put in 200 was, uh, he, he was paralyzed. There was nothing he could do with these 200. The only way you could buy the business was by getting a partner. So the partner facilitates the business as much as he does. Dude, a different way of looking at it. But if this ox got fat and, and turned out to be good butcher meat, and they decided to, to shecht it and sell it in the butcher, then it's different. There's, tav, share because now you can split it equally. You can split it according to, it's a big ox on the butcher table. You can split it into two-thirds, one-third. There's no difficulty, but if it's a business, so there's a difference between it being a, a dead asset and being a live business. If it's a live business, then it's 50-50, even though they invested differently. If it's just a piece of meat, then you divide it according to the, uh, the, the, um, the shareholdings. So to, to understand this, we need to look at a little bit at the Rishonim, and we need to look at parallel sugyes in the Yerushalmi. So as, as you know, during the period of the Gemara, from the year 200 to about the year 600, there were two major centers of Torah in the world, Eretz Yisrael and, and Bovil. And they both studied the same Mishnah. They both studied the Mishnah Yot that we have today. And in Bavli we have a 400-year debate around the Mishnahs. And in Israel, the same debate was taking place. And there was some cross-communication between the two. And this, the styles are very different. Today, we, may, we mainly learn the Bavli for many reasons. One is that the Bavli is more, more clearly articulates its reasoning whereas the Yerushalmi gives its conclusions and and cuts through the reasoning quite quickly, assumes you understand the reasoning. The, The Bavli actually takes us through the Amoraim's reasoning in coming to the conclusions they did. And that reasoning is what's important when we learn Talmud Bavli. And the second reason is that Talmud Bavli has gone through so much learning and so much studying and so much critical analysis that the various different manuscripts have been compared and have been critiqued and have been corrected where necessary. So the the Bavli is well-researched. The Yerushalmi is still a little raw, even today. The, the versions are not clear. There are mistakes in it, and it's 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 much more difficult to work with. So we normally learn the the Bavli, but we use the Yerushalmi to compare when there are parallel sugyot, and sometimes it gives us a lot of insight, as in this case. So firstly, the Rosh. The Rosh says the reason you split down the middle is because they should have made they should have clarified. If there was an intention for the shareholding to be according to the investment, they should have stated that. I'm putting in 100, you putting in 200, I get one third of the profits, you get two thirds of the profits. You've got to stipulate. But in the absence of, of stipulation, <inaudible> if it's not mentioned, all we have is we know they're partners, we, nothing is mentioned about the quantums of their investment and the and the share that they get of the profit, then we assume that they considered each other as equal partners. Because partnership, and here's the important thing that the Rosh teaches us, partnership is not evaluated just by how much money you put in. What about the expertise you bring? What about the intellect you bring? What about the experience you bring? That also has value in a business. So you might have one person who only puts in capital and he puts in two-thirds of the capital. And another partner only puts a third of the capital, but he might be the one who's, who's got the experience and the business knowledge. So our assumption is if you don't mention how the, the profits are to be split, our assumption in partnership is it's 50-50 because that's what partnership means. Partnership means 50-50, unless you specify otherwise, irrespective of how much money was invested. The Tosfus Reed says something similar. And we spoke about the Tosfus read a few days ago, who, who he is and why he's so important. Um, and the Tosfus read says there are some people who are very smart in business, more so than their friends. So how are you going to evaluate the contributions to the, to the partnership? Uh, so you say it's 50-50, people get together and they want to do business with each other as partners, you assume that they regard that the, the the total contribution that each brings to the party is is a sort of an equal one, and well, let's go with the business and let's split it equally, unless you 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 specify differently. And the Tosfus rid goes on, in order to explain the difference between the ox for plowing and the ox for, for shechting, the Tosfus rid says... Since the profits are not in the capital itself, but an outcome of investing the capital. So for example, as we'll see in the, the Yerushalmi, gives a different example. For, if, if, for example, one puts in two sellers and one puts in one seller, and they're from different countries or different regions, and the one seller appreciates. The inflation causes the, the two sellers to reduce in value, and the one seller increases in value, um, and, and therefore their profits involved. There, it's not 50 50. In other words, if the actual profit, if the actual capital appreciates, so for example, you put the money in the bank and it earns a bit of interest, that interest would probably be split according to the amount of the investment. So the one gets interest on his 200 investment, the other gets interest on his 100 investment. Because that's interest that's directly the result of capital growth. But when it's not capital growth, when there's risk involved, you're investing the, the, the capital in a business where there's risk, then you assume that each is contributing to the uh, appreciation of the, of, of the asset because now intellect becomes an issue and experience becomes an issue and risk management becomes an issue and decision-making becomes an issue. So now you're doing business with it, that's a, that's, that's a completely different issue. Again, differently if it's just a natural growth of the capital or it's an investment in a business where there is risk. If it's risk, you assume that each one brings expertise and, and or capital and you make it a 50-50 unless otherwise specified. That's the Tosvis the read. So between the Rosh and the Tosvis read, we get a bit of an understanding of what the reasoning of the Gomorrah is and, uh, and, and how this works. The Yerushalmi, there are two Yerushalmi's. There's one in our Gemara in the 10th parakel of Subas, and there's one in Bovakama, in the beginning of the 4th parakel of, of Bovakamah, which is the one that, that has the additional pieces that help us. Uh, and the, the Yerushalmi here says, Omer Rabbi bon, nirin This is particularly accurate when they buy a diamond. Because the one can say, without my 10%, let's say one put in nine and one put in one, and they buy a five-carat diamond. And the guy the, who put in the one says, without my one, you could only have bought a four-carat diamond or a 4.5 carat diamond, and that would have been worth half what a 5 carat diamond is worth. So my little investment enabled you to double your, the value of your investment. And therefore, you measure me not as... This is what's wonderful about this, Gamora, because it, it just broadens our perspective. You don't just measure it. I put in 900, you put in 100, so you've got 10% of the asset. Maybe not. Maybe without my 100, your 900 couldn't have got more than 50% of the value it did get. Mine was what made the difference, and you didn't have anything more than one. So I'm putting in much more value. Don't measure my value just by the quantum of my investment. And that's something important in life. It's not just in these business deals. Don't measure people's, people's contribution to something in very quantifiable ways. Yes, quantifiable ways is one element of it. But you have two people, and, and one gives an hour of his time, and the other gives an hour of his time. And one bills for $10,000, and one bills for $500. Uh, there are also issues, as the Yerushalmi says, of opportunity cost. The one says, "Ana pragmati didi ana hafahu hafachu I'm, my, the velocity of my capital is much greater than yours. I'm one of the Newman tw- twins. The time it takes me to turn a million dollars into $10 million is a few weeks. The time it takes you to turn it, you you running General Motors. It takes you before you can turn a million dollars into $10 million. It takes years and years for you to be able to do that. You've got committees and you've got bureaucracy and you've got governance and you've got all sorts of things that slow you down. So the value of a hundred Seller, a value of 100 units is different. Two people with 100 units are different. You've got one person who's entrepreneurial and quick, and he turns the money over and its high velocity. His $100 is worth more than somebody who's $100 develops. He's got it in the bank, and he's very cautious, and he's risk-averse. And, and his money over years, it, it accumulates, but it's not the same as the entrepreneur. An entrepreneur's money is worth more than the, than the, the safe player's money. So the Gomorrah has just such a beautifully innovative and, and flexible way of looking at, at value and the, and the relative contribution of each person. And therefore the Gomorrah says partnership, unless specified, partnership means 50-50 because there's so many different ways to evaluate what, what I'm bringing into it. <laughs> One of the Rishwim just talk also about the muzzle of an individual. You, know, you do business with a tzaddik and, and, and you have amazing brocha, but he only put 10% in. Yeah, the Lubavitcher Rebbe used to give people a, a dollar to put into their businesses. How much is that dollar worth? Some people framed that dollar and they, they would, wouldn't sell the dollar for thousands and thousands of dollars. It was worth such a lot to them. And, and some people just believed you put it. A, a, a Tzadik gives you a, a small amount of money and you put it into your business. What are you going to say? He has one thousandth of a percent of your business because you only put in one dollar? Maybe not. Maybe all your hats is because of that dollar. So we can't evaluate, when you're looking at people's contributions, you can't evaluate it just by superficial, by the superficial investment. You've got to look at the opportunity cost. What could they have been doing with that money or with that time? How much might they have been able to earn with that money or with that time? Uh, What is their level of of philosophy? What is the value of the money they put in? How much intellect did they bring in? How much experience did did they bring in? All of those are elements that go into the creation of a partnership. Of course, the partners are fully entitled to specify and to say, in this case, it's a, the, the profits are split proportionate to the investment, and that's what governs it. That's, that's fine. That's a shareholder's agreement. But in the absence of a shareholder's agreement, the Gemara says, partnership, two people doing something together. A husband and wife bring up a family. Are they going to argue who made the bigger contribution? You, you, you were at work all day, and I was looking after the children. You brought in no money. I was out. Everything we paid for, I, so now who, you gonna, who who made a bigger contribution? It's 50-50. The fact is when, you, when you're able to say without you, it couldn't have been done, that's what's important in a partnership. And we have difficulty saying that because that makes one vulnerable. To say to your partner, you've got a, a junior partner in your business, to say to your partner, without you, I actually couldn't have done this, that makes you a 50-50 partner. It's very hard for us to say that. Somebody helps you, somebody does a favor for you. We talked about that the other day, how much we owe one another for the favors, for the help we give to one another. To be able to say to another person, without you, I couldn't have done that. That's really what thank you means. (laughs) Hoda'ah, to be moideh, is to acknowledge, to confess, to, to acknowledge, I couldn't have done this without you. And we don't like saying that to people because it makes us vulnerable. We're afraid of being taken advantage of. You've got an employee. You've got a a junior partner. You've got somebody that, that has helped you along your way. To be able to look at that person as a partner in the sense of, I couldn't have done this without you and therefore, even if you only gave me five minutes of your time, that five minutes gave me the idea which made all the money I made in the deal afterwards. You're a 50% partner, certainly conceptually in in what I've done. That's the way we look at collaboration and at partnership as the Torah sees it.